<laughs> there is no separation. There is just a lie. You feel separated because you believe a lie. When his blood was shed, the veil was torn once and for all. He'll never die again. Christ cannot die a second time, it is written. All that needs to die is your own veil. Has your mind been rent to enter the Holy of Holies? And don't leave it once you enter the glory of the Holy of Holies. Stay in the glory. Understand the price He paid for your mind to be with Him. Your consciousness, your will, your emotions to be controlled by God the Father in the bright cloud. That's the price of the sacrificial lamb. It's the price Jesus Christ already paid once and for all for your souls to be with God in Zion. And we deal with a tremendous amount of lies. You could say 200 million lies. That's the number. And John said he counted. <laughs> the angel did or something like that. I doubt it, John. I doubt it. Holy Ghost, probably just exaggerating. Mm. Yeah, that's over-the-top stuff in the book of Revelation. I don't know if we can really believe that book. Let's stick to some more basic doctrine of just like, you know, <laughs> praying the sinner's prayer or something. The Romans Road. Don't get into that advanced righteousness stuff. We might go astray. How do we know if it's correct doctrine? We might end up in a you know, a valley of death and a dragon pit of the underworld. Well, Jesus said, test the fruit. False apostles and false prophets and false teachers will come, Jesus said. And the apostles were concerned. Like, oh my God, we're screwed. Their attitude was that of fear because they haven't, hadn't yet received the Holy Spirit. <laughs> How you doing, Penny? with your gloves on and your Bambi shirt <laughs> yeah. overcoming religion he already overcame it for you you're waking up to the Messiah's victory in your womb can I share the revelation that I got sure it was just that cause um I took in a lot of scripture yesterday, you know? I took in all of Revelations yesterday, and yet in the evening, fear still manifested. I was, and it was funny because it was really f f also fears that were based in religious thoughts. I should be where Brandon is type of thing. The, the demons were literally speaking right through your head to me, remember that? You're, you're replaying to me what the demons were saying last night? Yeah. It was very specifically like Branding crazy. was praying for me as, all the, as my fear is manifesting. And it's pretty extreme manifestations like screaming. Like it's Hy not hysteria. just... Hysteria. Yeah. It's... And um, um, the other night it, I, it became a possession. I couldn't control it. Like, um, you know, you can agree with a demon 
Fears. Whether that's fear or religion or whatever, for so long, pride. And then it will actually come on and you'll actually start taking on its characteristic. And bear his image. And you bear its image. And um, so. Nightmares. The other night, it was, uh, it was an uncontrollable thing. Whereas last night, it wasn't uncontrollable because we had already loosed that. I could decide to to agree with that thing again, and it would would get the seven times were worse. They were a little weaker last night. Yeah, they were a little weaker last night. And um, but um, as Brandon's praying for me, I saw and heard like, why am why am I not where Brandon's at? Um, Envy and strife. And I knew that that was that's trying to measure up, which is a religious thing. That's that's. Try whatever. I just Envy understood. Yeah, I understood Demons. that it wasn't. It was um. It was religion. And at some point between yesterday's experience and today, the light bulb went off that you don't convince yourself out of a religious thought. You don't convince yourself out of a fear thought. Yeah, you use the word of God to cut those things asunder, but like, you loose that stuff. Loose fear, loose religion. You don't, you don't, you don't convince yourself of truth. You drink, you, you loose. I was like, this whole time, I've been trying to convince myself God is good and in the midst of fear. In the midst of fear, I'm like, or in the midst of religion, I'm like, no, that's not the right thought. <laughs> Doesn't matter, you're still having it, it's still manifesting. You loose it. You're trying yeah, you're trying to put band-aids on demons instead of casting demons out. Yeah. Problem is is they think it's psychology, they're so carnally yeah. minded and bewitched. You're actually fighting the spiritual war. And so I think the whole day I'm trying to to say that that thought's wrong and that I already know that this and that and that thought's wrong. Like, <laughs> I used to go to watch movies to be non-religious, thinking that being doing an act that was non-religious would free me of religion. I'm like, I and I worded that out last night to a friend, and I'm like, oh my gosh. You don't, <laughs> you don't go to something non-religious to become unreligious. You loose it, <laughs> and then you fill it. You've been made full. All of these sins of Egypt and Sodom, all of the sins of humanity, they're common to everyone. Yeah. It's just yeah. when the closer you've been to Zion and insisted on Sinai of self against Zion of Christ, the more Sinai and its demons grew in you. Because it's called hardening your heart unto death. The closer you are to the Holy of Holies and have experienced the glory but have not actually bore its fruit, that's what causes all the demons in hell to grow inside these people. That's why the most wicked people I've ever seen spiritually, even worse than Scottish Rite Freemasons, are the ones that used to walk with me in the Holy of Holies and left and betrayed me and stabbed me in the back and say that their ministry now is to heal those whom Brandon Barthrop has hurt. And there's dozens of people like that. I forgive them all, but they went the way of Satan, the accuser. <laughs> and they're not healthy. They're servants of demons. And these people 
serve demons in their brain and they get wounded in their brain and they think they have a right to not love anymore. They think, well, because this thing happened to me or something in the natural realm gave me the opportunity to have this attitude with that person and now I have a legal right to murder him. Demons give you an excuse for your love to wax cold. Because if your love waxes strong, Jesus Christ, it says, waxed strong. Luke chapter 2, it is written. Grew in favor and wisdom and stature and waxed strong. The boy waxed strong. Which means he grew in love. And if you don't let your love wax cold, you wax strong. But people get cold because the demons will so twist everything around you to make you the victim. So you feel bad for yourself and you live wounded and you reject the sacrifice of Christ in your heart. That's what it means to harden your heart unto death. The Israelites in the wilderness hardened their hearts unto death. Even though it's written, Moses preached the gospel to them. He preached the eternal gospel to them, but they wouldn't believe the message, even though it came with bread, it came with signs and wonders, it came with everything God is as a being. Note, if you are the victim, you don't think you have anything to repent of, and therefore you can never receive freedom. It's a form of pride. Yeah. Yeah, Satan thinks he's the victim of God is the root of that in humanity. Lucifer, the fallen angel of the kingdom of hell in this world, and the dragon whose tail swept one-third of the stars, has planted that seed in the fallen human race that you're a victim. You know, the world has been terrible to you, and it's been terrible to me too. I'm the fallen angel Satan. And, it's, and we're all going to be beat up and wounded together down here. And let's just get drunk and snort coke and have sexual morality and play in the sand and do all kinds of dumb reptilian activity and amphibious activity and sexual morality and not actually go up the mountain and transform. But I tell you the truth, people are going to get over their woundedness. People are going to get over themselves, get over their pity party and their weeping and gnashing of teeth and their human nature thinking that they haven't gotten what they deserve because of all of their works. I tried so hard. Judas Iscariot had the same attitude. Judas Iscariot tried so hard to be he tried so hard to be good. And it, all that happened is he hung himself and his bowels spilled out. That. That is the self-effort nature of the religious devil. Don't do not serve the religious devil. Self-pity is like murdering yourself. It like, is. I'm, I'm going to be really honest here. I've gotten into a lot of self-pity in this season. And in the midst of, I, and I had to throw it out. Because if I got into any percentage of self-pity, all of a sudden, I couldn't even make a decision. Like, I couldn't make a decision on how to get dressed. You know, it would be that debilitating. She's wearing gloves because she's got, had scabies for five months. These are my special finger holes so that I can, because I'm also a diabetic, and so I have to be able to test my blood even though I've got scabies on my hands. And these are 
keep my um, sleeves. Okay, from well, it's enough. It's it's just most people have scabies three to five days. Penny's had it five months, and it's it, the nightmare is that we're dealing with demons here, because no normal person yeah. Yeah. has any of these things happen to them, and they think, oh well, it's just you know because of her immune system. And and listen, you guys, it's all because of the kingdom of hell. I've been with Penny for eleven years. And I've been in full-time ministry for 12. We, I've dealt with all the nations. I've dealt with every type of demon in the kingdom of hell. I have watched the spiritual stuff play out over and over and over and over and over and over again. There's nothing abnormal here other than normal spiritual warfare and people coming out of the bewitchment thinking it's just a natural problem. I mean, we had so many people just immediately by faith just brush it off and move on. But if you are in fear, you're in covenant with the demon, and you can't brush it off until you break that covenant. Fear is a covenant with Satan. And that's a covenant he takes seriously because he doesn't want to lose you. And if you're going to serve those demons of fear faithfully, I mean, you're valuable to the kingdom of hell. He'll reinforce that covenant. He'll send seven spirits more wicked than, wicked than that spirit you're serving now to reinforce that black covenant with Satan. Fear. Fear is not just an emotion. It's, an, it's a covenant with hell. When you're in fear, that means you're doubting God. And I've had so much fear and come in covenant with so much fear. That's becoming very apparent. I am very convinced that this is not this is this is spiritual root manifesting in my life and when fear manifests for way too long guess what it starts shutting down your other organs people want to deal with the natural realm with psychology you know essential oils food and health and all of it you know it's not all necessarily bad even though it's called the knowledge of good. Yeah. It's all flesh. None of it can actually change the spirit world. Yeah. And until you realize the spirit world the root. and the demons, the reality of hell, and the black and white checkerboard of Hades that you were born into in your flesh nature, and if, until you start dealing with the spiritual world, you're not doing anything. And the the apostles and the prophets will come around and they'll force you to deal with your spiritual roots. They'll force you to deal with your, your bowels. The bowels of the earth. The bowels of your earthen vessel. Your spiritual roots of what's in your heart. And they'll force you to change your heart so you can have actual transformation. Bearing fruit that lasts. Resurrection life. Breakthrough and breakthrough that lasts, and it's not carry on a stick, patchwork religion, just dealing with the soul and psychology and your personality and trying to fix it from outside in. I mean, we're going to add witchcraft to witchcraft. The problem with you is witchcraft. So when we try to fix you from the outside in using religion, using psychology, using magic arts, using even the natural dimension of essential oils. And, and I'm not saying if a person doesn't have faith, you know, kill them by not giving them insulin and kill them by not giving them essential oil. Obviously, we don't want them to die. They're just not mature enough at a level to receive the Messiah. 
They don't believe in the Messiah. They're not believers. And there's no condemnation in that. It's just the reality because they're not living in the glory. They're on the cursed side of the veil. They're in the Sinai side of the veil. They haven't passed through His flesh into His glory, into the provision of His glory and the provision of His sacrifice. Since they're outside the cross and not through the cross into the glory, all of the, the working of the Father is unknown to them. The provision of the Father, the healing of the Father, the angels of the Father, the kingdom of the Father is unknown to everyone who hasn't passed through His flesh. So the issue is for everyone sick, diseased, full of pride of religion, full of lust of rebellion, full of demons and demon possession. I mean, the demon possession is just the evidence and like millions of people are dealing with it. I mean, the mental institutes of America are like overflowing. Um. And I know it's in the whole world right now. There is, they've been at maximum capacity for years. You can't even get into a nut house in Minnesota unless you're super, 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 duper, duper crazy. Because there's so many whack jobs everywhere. Which is crazy. And they all think they're Jesus, and they all think they're Paul, and they think they're Buddha, and it's all the religious spirit. It's all the psychology of the flesh. It's all Sinai. It's all pride. In Ecclesiastes, pride is called the sin of madness. Madness. Remember what happened to Saul? Saul only walked in humility for like a month. And his madness that was in his heart boiled to the surface by the anointing of the father called Samuel. That's the religious spirit. Insanity. Madness. Pride. Trying to be good apart from his blood sacrifice. You didn't walk through his flesh into the glory. Christ is not your provision. You're still providing for yourself a sacrifice. Jehovah Jireh was the provision of the sacrifice of the ram for Abraham so he didn't have to kill his son Isaac. It's not about money. Money is just whatever. It's about the provision of a sacrifice for the cleansing of your conscience from dead works. Passing through the veil. If you have a dirty conscience, you'll always be in the curse working by the sweat of your brow your whole life. And you'll never have enough no matter how much you work in your blue collar or white collar job. You just be dogs and sorcerers. But we're going to do away with that system of blue-collar dogs and white-collar sorcerers by bringing glory through all consciousness, the floods of grace, the floods of His blood sacrifice. And that's what's happened here. People have so feasted in the Father's house for decades that they got so fat on the fattened calf of His sacrifice and so drunk on His love in the kingdom of heaven for years and years and years while people been outside his flesh, outside the veil, working iniquity and religion, working rebellion and sorcery and black magic and drugs and alcohol and sexual morality and all the dumb stuff that the animal flesh does in the world. All of it is going to be washed into the lake of fire in this great awakening. It's a floods of our feasting. Jesus said that even the dogs eat the scraps off the table, or is the Canaanite woman talking to Jesus? But she recognized, this is a man that feasts on God. If I just have a little bit of his overflow, my whole family will live in paradise. This guy's a freaking drunkard and a glutton. 
She recognized this man was from God and knew who he was. The confidence. The confidence. The fatness of the glory. Could feel the presence. She believed he was the Messiah because there was such an overwhelming confidence and glory and fatness about him. If I just have a scrap off of your table of what you've been eating spiritually, my whole family is going to be restored. And that was the Canaanite woman's attitude. And I tell you the truth, that's how everyone in the Bride of Christ is going to be. Or you could say how the Whore of Babylon becomes the Bride of Christ. The Whore of Babylon becomes the Bride of Christ by eating the scraps off the sons of God's tables. And they wake up from their religious spell. They wake up from their efforts. And you can see that the, the veil will be torn right through the mind. And living underground, separated from God, the bright cloud through your forehead will be removed. And you won't even have to try anymore. You can live in bliss. You can live in the Selah of God, the seventh day rest, in the year 6018. That is this year. So you're 18 years already into the seventh day rest of God. And on the seventh day, God rested. And this is provided for all nations, tribes, and tongues in Jesus Christ's sacrifice. All you have to do is eat and drink. It's not about knowledge. It's not about appearance. And it's not about works. It's called a feast. Blessed are they who are invited to the feast of the Lamb. When humanity realizes they've been married to God and their entire job is to eat and drink Him. You don't have to worry about what you look like. You don't have to worry about your performance or your measuring up. Sinai is washed away with Jesus Christ, who is Zion. Jesus is Mount Zion. Jesus Christ is the mountain of the Lord. When you walk up Mount Zion, you're experiencing more of Jesus Christ every day. Going from glory to glory in the stairway of ascension, in the stairway of light, in the stairway of heaven, in Jacob's ladder, is your spirit experiencing more of Jesus Christ every day in your full transfiguration by the renewing of your mind. And you get to know His love for you. His love is what drives out all those fears or all those covenants with death, all those contracts you've made with the reptiles in Egypt and the amphibians in Sodom by your sexual morality and by your magic arts of religion. Every black covenant in every black heart and every black nation will turn white with the white cloud. And it won't be any more do's and don'ts, right and wrong, tree of knowledge, It'll be the tree of life in the whole garden. There shall be only one tree left after this army of God is done. And we've been pouring out our spirit and all flesh every day. Not just me, but every apostle and every prophet for 2,000 years. For 2,000 years. And not everyone poured out the same measure. Paul poured out a lot more than almost everyone else in the first century. And so he has a tremendous amount of rewards in heavenly Jerusalem for eternity. But how much you pour out your own spirit on others' flesh and bring them into the kingdom by them drinking the wine of your spirit. And your spirit 
can be as bright and glorious as the Father, since that's the new covenant, the temple of the Holy Spirit. Is it the Holy Spirit only? No, you're in covenant with the Holy Spirit. If your spirit's not doing it, then trust me, it's just pie-in-the-sky religious fantasy garbage. There's no separating your spirit from God's spirit. That is the covenant. He wants to partner with your spirit or come into covenant with your spirit so that you and Him can walk together through this earth, through this heart, and through this brain. And you subdue your own flesh under your own spirit, and then you subdue all flesh under your spirit, and the subduing of all flesh by your spirit in covenant to the Holy Spirit is the healing of the nations, the covering of the tree of life. For the Holy Spirit only works through our spirit every day. Now religious witches will tell you that the Holy Spirit works externally apart from your spirit. And that's why we're all equal and no one's better than anyone else. Which is the biggest bunch of garbage you'll ever hear. Everyone in heavenly Jerusalem in the believer's rewards has silver, gold, or gemstones. These bewitched Christians would make you the slaves of Jezebel. These bewitched charismatic Pharisees would make you yoked to Satan so that you would have no spiritual rewards and you would never awaken to Christ within your own spirit. They would bewitch you in externalism and turn you into workers and you would never realize the full love and potential of your spirit in the new covenant. I mean, that's how millions of people have died in generation upon generation in Christianity, having never done 1% of their destiny because of external religion called bewitchment. But now internal resurrection, moral and spiritual, will come forth from the throne of grace within us and will raise the nations from the dead while in the body. And they'll begin to understand the new covenant, your temple, your body. They'll begin to understand the plumbing of God, your temple, your body, that your belly is your holy place, your spiritual stomach. And through your spiritual stomach, we remove your natural stomach so that you're not an animal, so that you're not craving in the appetites of the flesh, so that you're not a beast, so that you don't have animal instincts. You are never to have animalistic ways. That is the result of the fall of man, under the fallen angels. God will restore you spiritually first in your stomachs, and He'll remove Sinai from your bellies, and Zion will rise in your bellies. He'll remove the law first and foremost from your spiritual stomachs, and you will realize Christ within you, pregnant with the divine child, spiritually in your spiritual womb. And you'll birth the morning star in the womb of the morning. This is the morning at early dawn when the armies of God form and they shall be volunteers in the day of the sons of God's power. Pie in the sky Christianity following the Jesus of the air days are over. Everyone in the New Testament followed the apostles. All of a sudden now in 2018 you don't follow the apostles and prophets you follow the Jesus of the air. That's why you're bewitched. That's why you have Satan's magic spell on your brains and you're the whore of Babylon and not the bride of Christ. All of that will be revealed. And I tell you the truth, 
there's no chance Sinai and the church system will be successful against Zion and open Eden paradise and the earth opening and swallowing the river of the dragon and helping the woman of humanity. There's no chance that religious people will win against Joel's army. If they could have, they already would have. We've been at this at the front lines for 12 years, doing 100% maximum capacity every single day. Everything we've dealt with, we've dealt with Satan's maximum potential that he has against the Christian race, against the royal race, against Joel's army. There's nothing Satan has that we haven't already seen many times. We are on the cusp of the overflow of never-ending revival when people's bellies pour forth the divine child and manifest the Son of God called Sonship. Realizing the Messiah in you and your whole heart and mind are in agreement with Christ in you greater than is He than He is who's in the world. <laughs> Holy Ghost. Greater is Christ in you than the religious devil on your brain telling you do's and don'ts right and wrong. That's Satan. <laughs> Satan is the false Jesus of the air. He's called the prince of the power of the air or the angel of light that deceives. He's got millions of fallen angels that all pretend to be Jesus and they, they perch on all of your church buildings every Sunday and they won't lift until you realize the glory. And then the mark of the beast will come off your forehead and your building systems will dissolve and you begin pastoring cities and nations instead of Gog and Magog structures, shelters protecting you from God the Father in a false Christian light. He's going to totally dissolve and, and ransack everything that separates your spirit from God the Father's Spirit in the bright cloud. He's the Father of Spirits and He's jealous for you. He doesn't want you to have any idols in your heart that separate you from Him. And the greatest idol is church. And the greatest idol is charismania. It is. Because we think it's good. The charismatic church is the biggest stumbling block perhaps of all time because it has rejected everyone from entering into sonship everyone from birthing the divine child. And that's the only way we'll have never-ending revival in our cities. Through the bowels of the earth, we birth the Messiah holding the keys of death and hell in our hands since we are His body. He's given us everything. He's given us the keys of death and hell. He's given us the keys of the underworld. He's given us the keys of the belly of the earth so that a fountain of living waters can spring up through every single human being's bellies and we can remove Sinai from every natural stomach by supernatural Zion through our glorified bellies birthing the, the divine child. That's how never-ending revival begins. People that fully manifest Zion in their spirit and remove Sinai in everyone's stomachs. Sinai is what keeps you locked in the natural dimension. Zion is the glory dimension beyond the veil through His flesh, the Holy of Holies, living in the bright cloud, going from glory to glory, having absolute bliss and ecstasy while I'm dealing with people frothing at the mouth, weeping and gnashing of teeth every day of ministry for 12 years. And I'm still in perfect ecstasy every day, can't even get discouraged always encouraged because Zion is in me and I'm sealed in heavenly Jerusalem and I'm not leaving the city gates just because you're a bunch of snake pits outside. 
and they're all just hissing and come out, come out, come out. Don't be in there. That you're the devil. You're a cult. You know, and all of the accusers' lies to keep the nations from entering Zion or passing through the flesh of Jesus into the glory cloud. Because then Satan can't control you anymore. And if Satan can't control you, who's to say it's not going to domino effect in every direction and he's going to lose control of the United States of America? And he's going to lose control of the central banking system. And he's going to lose control of the military. And he's going to lose control of Hollyweird. And he's going to lose control of Manhattan. And he's going to lose control of humanity. Well, that's exactly what's going to happen. And that's why we've been persecuted, because that's what we're, we're spearheading. The total removal of Satan and his angels and their influence through the sorcerers of the rich and the dogs of the poor in the whole world. And then you'll have heaven on earth. And then you'll have peace. And there will still be different classes and ranks. But everyone will be blessed. No one will be sick. No one will be poor. <laughs> but the removing of the sorcerer class as you're covering with the 12 stars of the sons of God, God's super elite warrior class, the 12 eagles of the government of God, the sons who are bondservants and chains to the bride of Christ, that transition, called the change of the guard, is what's causing the whole universe to shake. And it happens in the bowels of the earth, because you can only reign from above as if you're in the bowels of the earth. Every sorcerer knows that. Externally, when we're not in our Freemason lodges, you know, we're, we're whitewashed tombs, but when we're, we're in our Freemason lodges, we're in the bowels, bowels of the underworld in fellowship with the Red Dragon. That's what Freemasonry is. It's being one thing outside and a different thing inside. It's, it is the maximum extent of the maturation of the seed of Herod and the seed of the Pharisees. It's just regular old Egyptian sorcery been around 6,000 years, perpetuating the seed line of Cain, the false light of Satan in the world. That all-seeing eye on your one-dollar bill. It's not all-seeing either. That's a demon spirit. <laughs> Loose! <laughs> Cast that fear out of you. Cast Sinai, or Jerusalem, out of you. Cast Satan out of you. And let Jesus Christ be birthed from within your stomach. And you'll have heaven on earth. And you can live in bliss and you won't be controlled by anything around you. You can weather any storm. Don't think people are just going to automatically applaud you because you made one good decision in your life. They'll get angry at you, and the demons on them will try to pull you back into the curse. You're like, uh-uh. I'm going to stay in the glory. I'm going to stay in Zion. I'm going to stay in righteousness. I'm going to develop my spirit. I'll pay the price whatever it takes because I'm not living for hell anymore. I'm living for heaven. People are going to misunderstand it every day. They'll think you're the weirdest person. And all you're doing is casting off your grave clothes because you're not weird and living as a dead zombie now in your human nature anymore. Submitted to fallen angels is weird. How about be submitting to God the Father, the bright cloud, being holy. And there's holiness coming through the sons of God now that's going to just shock the world. Because people have been so submitted to lies. They've been in love with the lie. They love church. They love religion. Most Christians love the light show. They love the frenzy. They love the strange fire. They love the water that spews from the dragon's mouth. They drink it religiously. 
Many of them every day are the biggest religious fanatics you see amongst the youth and the elderly all over the world. Counterfeit revivals everywhere. Strange fire, false revivals everywhere. But I tell you the truth, we'll bring forth the real revival that never ends. And it's not going to be pretty. It's going to be in the guts and the gore and the belly of the earth dealing and revealing what's inside every single person's hearts. And judgment begins with the house of God. And this is a righteous judgment and a cleansing judgment of all Christians' hearts. And you'll be very surprised of what's in people's hearts. Some of you won't be. Most of you will be. Most of you are totally clueless. We already know that. Some of you are beginning to wake up and are beginning to see with seven eyes and seven horns. And all of your fountains are in Him. And you're losing your amphibious nature and your reptilian nature of your spotty and wrinkly heart and mind. And you're gaining the perfection of the Lamb on the throne through your heart and mind. And He's becoming your everything, called the Bride of Christ, married to God. So that everything God is as a person, spiritually, mentally, and physically, becomes your reality with no more fantasy. In the name of Jesus Christ, we love you guys. Be blessed. Partner with Red Letter Ministries. Help us grow this ministry and broadcast this message worldwide. Donate at RedLetterMin.com. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen.